Welcome to Deeply Rooted. We're glad you're here. In this podcast, we'll discuss the difficult details and the hard to answer questions regarding being involved in a marriage or a serious dating relationship. We're your hosts. I'm Brittany West. And I'm Sam West. And we look forward to sharing our experiences with y'all. Our hope is that this podcast can invoke excitement and spark conversations that lead to relationships that are more deeply rooted in Christ and can endure all things. Psalms 139.14 I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Hello and welcome back to Deeply Rooted. We are so thankful for everybody that took the time to listen to our first episode of Deeply Rooted, which was equally yoked, and we are extra thankful for those that have came back again for the second episode. Today's episode is titled Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. We're going to dive into the topic of identities and the way you need to embrace your identity throughout your marriage. You also need to understand that your identity is going to change over the course of your life. And lastly, that our value does not come from our earthly identity. Instead, it comes from our identity in Christ. We're going to share some of our experiences as we figured this out the first year or two of our marriage and how this has kind of been something that we learned more from a firsthand experience, not so much something that we did learn in our premarital counseling course. We're so thankful you're here and we hope you enjoy. So Sam, let's dive into the first aspect of identity which is our self-identity. How would you kind of describe a self-identity? So our self-identity, I think, can really be broken down into two parts. The first one being a surface-level identity, and then the other one being a more beneath-the-surface identity. And when we say surface-level identity, I think about things like what makes you you, to everyone else that's pretty visible. Like for instance, your career or your family that you come from or like your race or you know whatever, a hobby, mm-hmm. something that you really embrace is people say, oh, that's Brittany. Brittany's interested in these things and that's kind of who she is. Right. Um, whereas the beneath, beneath the surface identity, that's going to consist more of the driving factors that make you who you are, mm-hmm. the um, the reasons that you make certain decisions or how you perceive your life or how you perceive others, those parts of you that aren't as visible to other people, but are true to who you are as a person. Right. I think if anybody's going to see that, it would definitely be your spouse that yeah. sees that side of you. Yeah. And those are the things that you want to explore Mm -hmm. whenever you're in, maybe let's say you're in like a dating situation Mm -hmm. or you're single considering what your partner should look like or what you are hoping for in a partner. And as you're dating someone and you're getting to know someone, those are things that you really, really want to dive into. Now, maybe not on the first date, (laughs) but as you grow with that person, you're going to want to figure out their identity. You're going to want to figure out who they are and what drives them and why they make certain decisions. And you get to that point by asking them the hard questions and starting to understand who they are. Yeah. I think a lot of times you can evaluate that in people less so by asking them directly and more so by just kind of being with them through like hard times or happy times. Um, You can really tell a lot about a person. I feel like when they're under a lot of stress Yeah. as to how they treat people around them and how they, 
do they shut down or are they still kind? You know, those true character qualities that, that shine through regardless of the circumstance. Exactly. And that's one of those things that you see from observation and just being around that person and you start to understand who they are as a person. And I think that was something that caused us a lot of attraction when we were dating because we, as we got to know each other, we were really interested in those values and that identity that each other possessed. And that's what drew us closer to each other. Right. You know, like, for example, you know, I could see part of who you were as being someone who cares deeply for other people. And you were very organized and very structured. And just those characteristics of your identity that I was really attracted to. Yeah. And those are the things where when we were first getting to know each other, I kind of just shared with you, like, oh, I'm Brittany, I'm studying studying political science, I'm a cheerleader, I am a cat lover, all those things. And, like, that doesn't really, like, make or break if you're compatible. It's mm-hmm. more so, like, um, some of the... I, n- I remember we had some really deep heart-to-hearts, um, you know, when we first started dating and I was going through some stuff with my biological dad and you were able to just, like, be a good source of you know, bouncing that off and like thinking about this long term. And that was a good character quality I saw in you because it didn't scare you away. Yeah. And you were, you were patient and understanding and you were, that's when I realized you're an awesome listener and you helped me like think things in a, in a way that I don't. And so like, that was just kind of something where it was more that firsthand experience rather than like, you know, what you would get on a dating app or, you know, in a short introduction. Yeah, those those as we mentioned, those surface level identities. And those things are those are those things are great because they include the things that you're interested in. And I think for people to have a connection sometimes you need those mm-hmm. surface level connections. It's like, hey, we're both interested in this thing, but there's so much more beyond that that you really have to dig into. That won't keep a relationship alive. Exactly, yeah. So as we talk about more of the beneath the surface things, we need to think about our identity as being fluid. That was something that we really wanted to express because over time, our reasonings, they tend to change. Um, as we grow and we experience different things in our life, those tend to shape our identity. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you had mentioned was your identity being very heavily involved in cheerleading Mm -hmm. when you were in college. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I I started cheerleading in middle school and I saw this lifelong plan of I'm going to go to college and be a college cheerleader and get a scholarship. And that was like my one goal in life. And so I changed schools for this goal. I was on two different cheerleading teams. It was my life, like eat, breathe, sleep, cheerleading. And my freshman year, I tried out for the cheerleading team, and I did not make it. And, you know, in contrast of life, of course, that's that's a pretty trivial thing. But in that season, that was a moment where I had to completely look at the core of my identity and realize that my identity is not a cheerleader. Like, that was something I kind of claimed. I think I even put that on, like, my Instagram bios. It's like, oh, Brit, cheer, da 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 Um, But then I was like, okay, that's just a hobby. That's not who I truly am. Yeah, but at the time, you were probably very focused on that being your identity. And you probably put a lot of work into it. 
Right. And it was it was probably really high on your priority list. Definitely, yeah. And it was not fun <laughs> to not make it. <laughs> yeah, it was a big letdown. But you had to understand that that wasn't necessarily who you were. That wasn't Brittany. That was just something that you really, really enjoyed doing. Right. And I think that was probably a tough realization for you in the moment. Yeah. But I think it was a good, a good lesson to learn the hard way because I don't know if I would have really grasped it had I continued to embrace that as part of my identity. What about you? I know that you had a similar situation with your job that you, you were in for the past few years. Yeah, I was in, I was in a job for several years and so much of my identity was in this job. But the problem in my situation was that I was very stagnant in this job and I wasn't seeing growth and to me, I was embracing this identity that that was my fault. Mm-hmm. That for some reason, because I wasn't growing and because I wasn't like getting promoted in this career, that that was my identity. And I, I took that on as I'm kind of a failure at this job. And it really was something that stuck with me. And I didn't know how to let go of that for a long time. And understanding coming to a point where this job wasn't my identity and it didn't determine who Sam is. When I came to light with that, it was like uh, I had a revelation in a sense right. where I could be me again and I could understand that, hey, I can let go of this part and this time of my life as I was embracing as my identity and move on to the next step in my life. Right. So, yeah, that was a big growing season. And I think something that you did during that season where that was like your quote identity that you embraced is you were still very kind with the the customers that you had to interact with and being kind and compassionate towards them did not help you grow in advance in your career because it was one of those where it's all about the numbers and it doesn't matter what you do for people and that beneath the surface um is definitely way more important in God's eyes as to how you're treating people and representing Jesus more so than what title you have at your company. Yeah. And I think it's easy for anyone to get in that position where, whether it's a job or a relationship or something where you take that and that becomes your identity Mm -hmm. beneath the surface, even though it's like, it's the surface level stuff. It's like, this is my job on a much deeper level it it becomes who you really are. Right. And that's something that we really want to get hammer home today that that our identity is in Christ. Right. And that those beneath the surface level identities that we tend to embrace so easily doesn't really make us necessarily, you know, a failure. Right. Or yeah. devalue us. Yeah. And I think that's hard in today's day and age because we constantly are seeking growth and I think that's a that's a good thing that's healthy but I remember when I was dating and even when I was single I was like I just want a boyfriend and then I was like oh I have a boyfriend okay when is he gonna propose and then you know once you're (laughs) once you're engaged it seems like waiting until that wedding day takes forever all you want to do is be married and you just want to say like, oh, I'm Mrs. West or whatever. Well, then you're married and that's great. And you're satisfied for what, like two or three months. And then it's like, okay, I want to be a mother. And then you have that yearn. And then it's like, there's always something more that we're seeking after and we think is going to satisfy us. 
but I can say after like achieving some of those things, you know, like graduation, boyfriend, marriage, whatever, I'm still not satisfied. There's still more that I want in this life. And it's that reminder that those things are not my identity. It's not going to fulfill me. Yeah. And to, to touch on that, I think you in those situations and I both, when we're looking towards that next step, it's like we're looking for some sort of value Mm -hmm. to be added. It's like, well, when I get to this next position, there's going to be something, there's going to be like a reward or there's going to be a feeling or an emotion or something that creates value to me. And I think we have to just constantly remember that, yeah, we want to grow, but we have to ultimately understand that our value added in those situations, it's got to come from God. And we have to do those things. We have to be seeking that growth in God first and understand that like, yeah, I want to achieve this next thing in my life, but I want to do it in a way that honors you, God. Mm-hmm. I want to do it in a way where you can bless that. Right. And sometimes it's easy to get caught up in, in leaving out that aspect. And we're so like caught up in, I want to get this next step in my life. Yeah. And it, it becomes almost like a form of idolatry where it's all you think about. It's all you're consuming. Like, you know, you're in a season now where you're wanting to start a business and you're spending a lot of your time looking at podcasts and reading books and doing side hustles and things like that. Um, but I think when, when that becomes your identity and that's what you're after, that's where it's easy to be completely 100% consumed. But if your identity is in Christ, you should be seeking after Christ with that same intensity and same desire where that's first and all these goals and next steps we want to do come second. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on to talk about our second point, which is our identity in a marriage. So what what does that look like? How would you explain that? <laughs> well, when we got married, I went down to the social security office and I gave them our marriage certificate. And I left that day with a new last name. So I went down to the DMV and then got a new driver's license. And so I got an entirely new identity. So it's a lot to kind of go through as a full identity change. Yeah, for sure. And it's no longer, it was, that was just step one. I think the biggest concept to grasp in terms of identity in a marriage is that I'm no longer making decisions on what's best for me. Yeah. You now have to consider your spouse. And so it's what is best for Sam and also like what is best for us as a family now. And mm-hmm. it's just a completely 100% mindset shift. Yeah, because your entire life, you, you've really only had to worry about you. And when you make decisions, it's just, what would I do? Why would I do this? But now you have this other partner mm-hmm. that you have to confide in and you have to make choices together mm-hmm. on you know, your future and, and how you want to live your life and all that. So you have to take these two separate identities and you have to come and blend them mm-hmm. into this kind of like a new, whole different identity. Yeah. Because you're two becoming one. Right. You're a completely different person at that point. Yeah. And, and I think as you touch on, like, you have to consider the other person as well when you're making your decisions. I think when you talk about that, there are certainly some experiences that you could probably speak to on that. Yes. So something when we first got married, that was honestly something that we kind of bickered over quite a bit. <laughs> Um, was your desire to play video games. Mm -hmm. And that was something that you really enjoyed doing at the end of like a stressful day and to hang out with your friends and decompress. And in that situation, 
it drove me crazy because I wanted you to hang out with me. I wanted us to snuggle or go on walks around the park or go get ice cream or whatever. And that was what was best for me in that situation. And so when you weren't bending to what's best for me, I wanted to change that about you. And it was something like I would constantly bring up like, Sam, this really frustrates me. How did you feel whenever I I constantly brought that up? Yeah, I remember in those situations, it was like that was just something that I had always done. Even like growing up, it was just like a passion or a hobby that I really got a lot of enjoyment out of. And in those situations, when you were talking to me about it, it felt like you were trying to take that part away from me. Mm -hmm. And that was something that, and I think that's why it caused so much friction Mm -hmm. in our relationship, because it was something that I really enjoyed. And I felt like you were like, no, I don't want you to enjoy that anymore. I want you to now enjoy, you know, long walks or whatever (laughs) with the dog. And it's not that I don't enjoy those things, because I do, but it was like you were trying to take a part of me and change my yeah. individuality and as much as we fought over it it never went away you never <laughs> stopped wanting to play video games yeah so how did we find a resolution for that yeah and that was just one of those times where we just had to find a way to compromise where you got to a point where you just kind of accepted like okay this is Sam. this is something that he really enjoys this is a hobby and i want him to have that i want him to enjoy that time um so we just need to find a way to balance it out in a healthy in a healthy way and so we just worked on a, figuring out how do we take this part of, of my personality that I really like and make it something that's healthy. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of a resolution to that. Yeah. Well, just to go a little bit more in depth in that, I mean, that was something you had to also bend on. Because, yeah. like, yeah, you wanted to play video games, but playing it at 7 o'clock at night when it's dinner time wasn't really bending for my identity and what I wanted. So we finally reached a compromise where... You know, after work, we'll cook dinner together. We'll mm-hmm. watch a few episodes of Netflix or talk or play with the dogs or whatever. And then, you know, like 9 or 10 o'clock is whenever I go and I'll do my time. So I'll yeah. go read a book or cross-stitch or whatever. And then you go play video games. And that way, we both are getting our needs met. And ever since we kind of figured that out, it's been a lot healthier of a balance. Yeah, Embracing and I, that. And I think it was important that we had like our me time. Yeah. That that right. was like we... We still got to do those things that we like to do. And it's not something that you enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't something like we could do it together. Right. But it was something where I had to do that by myself. But it was still something that I really enjoyed. Whereas on the flip side of that, you get time to do things that you enjoy doing. Like your journaling or like your Mm -hmm. cross-stitching or whatever it is that you're spending time doing. Um, you wanted me to do it with you. There were a few times you're we like, tried. Brent, why don't you? Why don't you just try this game one time? You, You'll love it. You were not having it. <laughs> not but, for me, dog. <laughs> but yeah, but we. That was just one of those instances where we got to focus on ourselves and still being true to like who we are as individuals and taking on those things that we enjoy. Yeah, it's tricky to figure out. It's a lot to to learn all at once. And I think that really blends into how important it is to keep that healthy individuality within the marriage. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's easy for us to place a lot of our identity in our spouse or in our partner. And yes, that's a huge part of who we are. But I know for me, I wasn't really spending a lot of time connecting with people outside of our marriage. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my identity was just in you. Right. And getting to a point where I think it just made sense to have other same gender friends that we can kind of like 
confide in and talk to about things that keep us who we are as individuals and help us still remember that and not be totally engulfed by our identity and our spouse. Right. I think that was so healthy for us to kind of come to that realization. Yeah. Well, I mean, even those first few years where we were kind of talking about the video game dilemma, we, we were new to Knoxville and I didn't have a whole lot of friends around here. And so you were pretty much my only friend. And so when you weren't hanging out with me, I was bored to death and I had nothing to do. And then once we got involved in our church and I like met some really awesome women and stuff through small group, I was like, oh, I can go on a hike today or whatever. And I was totally fine with that. I don't care what you do as long as I'm like <laughs> having fun, you know, in my own circle. And then like besides just having fun, there's also some things in life where you can't fully understand mm-hmm. the same way some people like outside of our marriage could like for example um when my mom got really sick you know I just wanted somebody that understood what it's like to go through that and I I had this one friend um and you know who you are if you're listening to it um that just she also lost her mom her mom battled cancer and she basically just held my hand through it and she was like I understand this and this and this and then you know this year for Mother's Day we both were like I hate this day and so we went to the beach and we just celebrated you know the friendship that was brought together through a really dark time and she kind of helped understand a lot of the sadness I felt as a daughter losing their mom in their 20s and like Mm -hmm. the different things in life that like our moms aren't going to be here for and you can understand and comfort me through that um, to a degree Mm -hmm. but not a hundred percent. Yeah, and it was important that you had that outlet to go to because it was one of those situations where, yes, I'm going to love you through that time and I'm going to do everything I can to comfort you and, and give you peace. But there's just some aspect that you need someone else that like has a more understanding that mm-hmm. can relate with you and help you yeah. in those situations. So being able to go outside of that, to have those friends to keep you because it's as much as it hurts to say that became part of your identity it did yeah and you needed someone that could understand and and walk with you through that part of your life right in that area and I think God designed it you know with community like that like it's not just one person like you are my best friend like Mm -hmm. you are my number one go-to but you're you're a human you know you're limited in your experiences and capabilities and there's other people that can fill those gaps and you know and like you said like that same gender in a healthy way it's a blessing to a marriage, you know. Yeah, for sure. And we we definitely know how, how important it is to have those friends. Yeah. Let's tie in that scripture with this. Um, so that's going to be Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and I think that scripture hits on how God prepared us to handle these things and how he had a plan before we even knew what that plan was. And like, you, you know, in the instance we talk about this friend, mm-hmm. God knew this friend was going to be there in your life to help you walk through this. Mm-hmm. And it just really speaks on God has a plan. He prepares us to be together. He prepares those friends to be who they are for those seasons of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly believe that we all go through different experiences and the Bible talks about this as well, where we can come and help each other because of those experiences that we went through. Yeah, completely. Sure. It's all on purpose. It's not an accident. 
Yeah, I agree. So as we look at our last topic here, this is the one that we really, really believe is, is absolutely the most important aspect of our marriage mm-hmm. and something that we, we really want to stress. And that is, what is our identity in Christ and how does that play a role in being married or not being married either way? Right. Yeah. If you're a Christian, that's what it is, regardless of kind of like we talked about, like it's not about these stages in life. It's not about being single, married, business owner, mom. Um, It is Christ and that's it. And I think that's something we're always going to have that temptation and that pull because we always want that next step. And I think that's healthy and that's good. But if you're if you think your happiness is going to lie in that that's probably a sign that your identity is not completely rooted in Christ. Yeah. And we, we definitely just want to make sure that that is daily something that we're focusing on is that identity in Christ and that it's not who we were or it's not what titles that we claim or who we're going to be or who we're going to be. It's our solid identity in Christ. And as you become a believer and you work on that relationship while our identity here on earth is fluid and it changes, we can rest easy knowing that that identity in Christ is solid and never changing. Yeah. We and, don't have to earn it the way we do some of these other ones. Yeah. So it's just us being aware of where we find our worth and our value and making sure that we remember that God is that. Yeah. Is that he's our He's our value. Do you feel like... In your life, you've had instances where your identity being and rooted something other than Christ has gotten in the way. Oh, certainly, yeah. So if we if we walk back a few years, one of the things that sticks out in my mind is our decision to start leading the Sunday school group because that was something where uh, one of your friends had approached you with the proposition, "Hey, do you want to take on this Sunday school group as leaders and come in?" And that was something that you brought to me. And I was very hesitant about it. And it was all based on the fact that I placed a lot of my identity and my ability to talk about God or spread the gospel that I wasn't able to do it because of who I was and because of my past decisions and because of that identity that I clang to, mm-hmm. clung to. <laughs> clung I like to. clang. I, I like think that's fun. That identity that I clung to and, and just kind of embraced as this is who I was and this is who I'm going to be forever and there's nothing that I can do about that. And even though I was a Christian throughout the time, um, I wasn't really keeping that identity in Christ at the forefront Mm -hmm. and I wasn't accepting of God's grace and I think that's why I didn't want to do it. Right. And it, it took me to a place where I had to understand, you know, God's grace that he is that identity and that it is solid that I could get to a point where it's like, okay, that's not who I was. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what Satan wants. I mean, he wants you to claim that identity of shame and guilt because if he's successful with that, then that stops the gospel from being spread. So it's kind of like, you know, you're, there's always going to be something that can creep up and try to claim your identity in in a bad way, like you said, or in a good way of, you know, getting married or things like that. And so um, I think you just have to be aware of that and just kind of like ask yourself, like, what's stopping me here? And 
compare it with scripture and say, is this really truth that I'm believing, you know? Yeah, and John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. That's good. I like the part where it says fruit that will last. I think that goes... Um, alongside with the identities in Christ are constant. You know, yeah. It will last. It's not going anywhere. It's constant. God chose us. Yeah. And that's not something that we have to worry about. And we don't have to place our value in these earthly identities that we so often try to do. Yeah. There's two more verses that I really like that kind of just hit this home. Um, the next one is Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Yeah, and God, he knew us before we were even born. You know, before you were in the womb, he knew us. Yeah. He set us apart. And he made us, like, with those unique identities, like we talked about, like your hobbies and your interests and your desires. Like, all of those are given by God, and they're, they're something to embrace mm-hmm. and not feel like you need to change to be popular or you know, attract more friends, things like that. Um, Or even for like a potential partner. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Stay true to who you are. um, But at the same time, don't let it become who you are. Yeah, exactly. that that fine line. Yeah. And then the last verse I want to read is Isaiah 43, 4. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you were precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Yeah, and I, I just love how he says, you are honored and I love you. Yeah. Like that is, that's so much to be valued right there. Right. <laughs> you know, and understanding that, that we do have a God that just loves us. Yeah. Ultimately. Right. And, and then, offers us that grace to be children of his. You know? Yeah, right. And And when that's what you're seeking after, it doesn't change. And when we were preparing for this podcast, Sam asked me, you know, those moments that we fight and, you know, whatever, what, what keeps you sticking around? Like, why not call it quits and whatever? Um, which, of course, that's not any easier <laughs> than forgiving each other. But, you know, at the end of the day, my answer was it's because of who you are. It's yeah. because of those character traits. Like, you're patient. You're kind. You're a good listener. You are generous. You're, you're all of those things. And, I just want to like kind of solidify that like that's your identity. Mm-hmm. Whereas like your old job did not appreciate that about you. Um, your your wife does because the right person, you're made for that. Yeah. God made you for that person, you know. We are wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully Fearfully made. and wonderfully made. Well, guys, yeah. we're so glad that you tuned in today. We hope that this has been a blessing for you. Um, just let us know. As you think of things you want us to talk about, we'd love to hear. We have decided what next week's podcast is going to be. But it's a surprise. It's a surprise. Yeah, we can't tell them. In case we change our mind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no. Well, look at our Instagram then. Maybe maybe Brittany will give you a sneak peek. But as this is going to be coming out on Monday, uh, we just hope you guys have a great week ahead of you. And we love you. We're praying for you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.